Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us today for Reconciling Grace. My name is Pete Vecchi, and I'm glad to be hosting this program today, along with our other panelists, Vicki Cundiff and Steve Wilson. And I'm kind of taking the lead on this one today. The topic is a question, and the question is this, do you love me? Well, it comes from Scripture. It really does. And um, But... The first thing I wanted to ask is if either Steve or Vicky, if when you hear the words, do you love me, does uh, does it bring anything to mind? I know that there's one thing it brings to mind for me, but if it does or doesn't, do you have anything that brings to mind? It just makes me think of someone that's insecure. Yeah. If you have to ask. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, for me, I know that when I hear those words... I actually heard these words from the time I was about 10 years old or 11 years old when I first saw the play Fiddler on the Roof. There is a song in that uh, play or movie, it's both now, and the title of the song is Do You Love Me? And I want to tell you, my mother loved that song. She would sing that song. It was a duet between a husband and wife, and she would sing that song. She made my dad learn the song when they'd have a birthday party or something in our house. She would get up there, and they would sing it together. And uh, I always heard this, Do You Love Me? And I was really interested to find later on when I had given my life to the Lord and started reading the Bible that those words were actually in the Bible. And they are in the Bible in John chapter 21. And so right now, I'd just like to ask if Steve, you would read, um, it's kind of a few verses, it's verses 15 to 19 of of chapter 21 in, in the book of John. So Steve, could you read that for us, please? It says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. So do you love me? It's a little bit different than the song from Fiddler on the Roof, but I believe that these words are are a whole lot more important. And when I see these words in the Bible and I see that, that Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Um, I remember when I first read these words back again, when I first started reading the Bible, I thought of it, wow, Jesus asked him three times because Peter had denied Jesus three times. 
And some people have said that that's what happens. In fact, sometimes when you look at different translations of the Bible, they'll have these editor's notes on the top and say, well, this is the heading for such and such. And I've actually seen that heading in certain things that that uh, this is where Jesus reinstates Peter. And so I just want to ask uh, Steve and Vicki, do you have any thoughts on the idea of whether or not these two things cancel each other out? Jesus was denied by Peter three times, and now Peter has undenied Jesus three times. What, what do you think of that? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say they cancel each other out. I don't, I don't know if I like the word cancel. I mean, they. to me, this is where Jesus gives Peter a chance to redeem himself, mm-hmm. to, to go back on that, you know, to, uh, to reaffirm his his uh, loyalty to Christ, and I don't I don't particularly like the word reinstate. That was at this moment. Mm-hmm. I know it says that, right? You know, in some of the subtitles, but that that it was at this moment he reinstated him. I think it's more of a case. I kind of like go along with what Steve is saying that you know he denied him three times, and so you know he's asking him if you love me, and and each time feed my lands, take care of my sheep. In other words, go out and do the ministry. You know that I've called you to do. You know you've denied me. But now, you know, I'm, I'm just showing you, giving you a chance to, like he said, giving you a chance to um, affirm that, mm-hmm. you know. He's kind of just coming alongside of him in that way, I think. Yeah, I don't think that, that uh, Peter really wanted, was lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he probably felt terrible. In fact, the Bible tells us that he went out and wept bitterly right. over what he had done. Um, so just because he messed up doesn't mean that he ever really left the fold. No. And, and maybe, right, maybe— I mean, here he is— with the disciples, mm-hmm. you know, when when Jesus resurrected, Peter is there. Peter runs to the tomb. Peter's with the twelve, uh, the eleven at that point, when Jesus appears to them. So, yeah, I mean, Peter was still there, but this is then that conversation that that he and Jesus need to have about that. Right, and and that's why I was getting at myself a little bit too. That it, maybe it's making Peter feel better. That's kind of what I was getting at. Peter is. Is like maybe the idea of three and three really worked in his mind. I don't know for sure that it did or didn't, but I, I, he was just afraid. You know, mm-hmm. he thought something terrible was going to happen to him too, and he just made a wrong choice. He wasn't denying him in the sense that I don't believe in him anymore in Christ. He was just running scared and denied him because he thought maybe he would be killed as well. Yeah, I tend to think that way too. And and honestly, I honestly don't think that this is the focus of what this scripture is meant to be. And that's kind of what I wanted to explore today. Um, in fact, let's look at it real quickly. Vicki, um, would you just tell us really quickly what verse 15 says? It's a repeat of what Steve said, but part of what Steve said. So what does verse 15 say? When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? But it doesn't stop there. It says, do you love me more than these? And so I started wondering a little bit more and looking at this and say, what are these? What are we talking about when he says these? Um, what does that word have to do with the question of whether or not Peter loves Jesus? Is Jesus asking if Peter loves him more than Peter loves these things? Now, just the setting. You remember what the setting was? They were on the lakeshore. They had just um, caught this miraculous catch of fish. Now, what was Peter before he was a disciple? Remember what he did? He was a fisherman. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, if, if you have that in your blood, fishing is in your blood or whatever you want to say, um, you might want to go back to that old way of life. And here was Peter doing what he used to do. And he was sitting around the lake eating this fish that he had caught, or I don't know if, if he had actually caught it because it says when he got to the shore, Jesus already had some fish broiling there. So uh, maybe the idea was that Jesus provided that fish. But the point being, he's in his, quote, element. Do you think that that could have been what, what Jesus was talking about? That's possible. So do you love me more than these things? Maybe it would be a way of, of looking at it. And I mean, it's not wrong to like things, to have hobbies, is it? I mean, I I enjoy hobbies like baseball, like golf. Um, do you have hobbies, Vicki or Steve? Do you have any hobbies that, that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, so it's not wrong to have those things. But the question is, are we loving those things more than we love Jesus or want to serve him. And obviously, I think that the point is we want to make sure not to put those things ahead of Jesus. Now, when we're talking about Jesus saying, do you love me more than these? What about the fact that during this setting, he was also there with other disciples? The disciples were on the boat fishing with him. And do you think that he could be asking Peter, do you love me more than these other people love me? What do you think of that? I think that's more likely the answer. He's asking that. Yeah, that's my favorite reading, I guess, of the of the text. Because, you know, I remember when um, Jesus predicted, okay, I'm, I'm going to be arrested tonight, I'm going to be crucified, and, uh, and you're all going to flee. And... Peter says, well, even if all fall, fall away, I never will. And so, you know, he's kind of propping himself as this super disciple where, you know, he's going to follow Jesus no matter if the other guys run away or not. And so I think Jesus here is saying, Peter, do you really love me more than these other people love me? Because you had the opportunity to show that. You had the opportunity to, to prove what you were so prideful in. And you failed. So maybe Peter's pride was getting in the way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now the disciples were never prideful, were they? They never. They oh, never... they wanted to be first in line. Exactly, and in fact, <laughs> scripture tells us. Yes, Steve. I think I was going to ask you if you could read that scripture from Mark chapter nine, verses thirty-three to thirty-five. Steve, could you read that for us? So as Jesus asked them, "What were you arguing about on the road?" But they kept quiet, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. What do you think about that? It almost seems as though it could be somewhat inconsistent with the other teachings of Jesus for him to be asking Peter to compare his love with um, the love of other people for Jesus. Uh, you know, who who is who loves me more? It just doesn't seem to to strike the right chord with me. Right, it, it, and it doesn't strike the right chord, and that's the point Jesus is making, is he's saying, Peter, you can't compare your love. You, you can't get the spiritual pride. You can't think that you are a better Christian than anyone else. 
you have to realize um, your failings. You have to realize um, the, the need for humility in this Christian walk. And I think that's an important word right now, your failings, you know, because everybody fails. And probably when he was, I, I think it would be very hard for them to hear, I'm going to be crucified. You know, and, and they probably all had a problem with that, you know, but what was it, three times that he told them that? And Peter probably thought, even though it was a proper thing to say, he probably meant it. You know, when he, he probably had never had any idea that he would ever do that, but he failed. He was fearful, and, and he failed. And so I see this as Jesus coming alongside of him in love and, and trying to, don't want to use the word reinstate, but just trying to come alongside of him again. He didn't reinstate his ministry, like we said but just trying to show love to him. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think that Jesus often does try to get us to compare our love for him with the love of other people for him. Otherwise, it starts to get to be a contest. Mm -hmm. So, well, we are right about at the time when we need to take a quick break. So let's do that, and we'll return right after these words from our sponsor. We're back with Reconciling Grace, asking the question that Jesus asked of Peter, do you love me? And um, where we were in our discussion just a few moments ago was Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Well, we've kind of explored whether or not, whether the word these means these things, like his fishing uh, boat, his surroundings, his hobbies. Um, does it mean do you love me more than these people love me? Well, we kind of said yes, no, maybe, but it just kind of doesn't strike the right chord. Well, how about this one then? Is Jesus asking Peter, do you love me more than you love these people around you? These were his friends. These were his buddies. I mean, they, they went through a lot together. Um, and And the question might be, Peter, do you love me more than you love these people? Vicki, would you read for us Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 39? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Have you ever heard um, people say, well, this is just the summary of the gospel? Well, Jesus, in, in, in a sense, said this. He says, all the law and all the prophets are summed up in these two things. And then people will say, love God and love other people. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I, I don't think it's right. Because Jesus didn't quite say that, did he? Didn't he say to the greatest, or that the greatest commandment is to love God and the second is to love other people? In other words, I don't believe you can love other people properly unless you first love God. Mm -hmm. So how does that go along with the idea of Jesus maybe asking Peter, do you love me more than you love these other people? Well, the answer has to be yes. Right? We, ha we have to love Jesus more than other people. Um, because you said we can't love other people properly unless we put Jesus first. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things where I, where I sometimes have a problem with, with the too simplified, let me put it that way, the too simplified version of what Jesus said summed up the law and the gospel is love God and love others. 
because I think you still have to keep that one about love God first. Well, it might be why you said it first. <laughs> right, exactly. But, but it, it does summarize what he's trying to say. He said all the law and the prophets, he tied that all in together, that that's what the law and the prophets, that's what it's all about because that's a central focus of who, who God mm-hmm. is. He's righteous, he's holy, he's all that. But where are we without love? Right. You know, it's got to be the center point. And so love me, you know, mm-hmm. in other words, with all your being, you said all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. With everything that you have within you, I've got to come first and you love me. But also, the second is like he said, it's it's also vitally important that you love other people. Right, exactly. And so the one follows from the other. In other words, we're doing what God did because he loves people. Mm-hmm. And so we love him. If we're going to be like God, then we're going to love other people. Sure. So let's let's explore this word love because I I believe that's really more of a key to so, not so much do you love me more than these but the question is do you love me and Steve you're you're our resident seminarian here I mean I guess you you went to seminary you have mm-hmm. the master's degree yeah and uh, I mean <laughs> I, I you know but this is stuff that 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 we've all learned we know that there are more than one word um, in Greek which is what the Bible was written in, the New Testament of the Bible was written in, there's more than one word for love. I mean, we have one word in English for love. Mm-hmm. And um, I love cherry pie or apple pie. I love being at a baseball game. I love the summer. I love my wife. I love God. I hope that we don't love all those exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and... Um, a lot of what we have to understand is the Greek words that that were used in this passage for love. When Jesus asked Peter the first time, he says, do you love me? Do you remember what that first word was for love in the Greek? It was agape. Oh, okay. Agape. In other words, agape love means unconditional, being primarily concerned with the well-being of the beloved regardless of circumstance or response. In other words, no matter what, that love goes the way that it's supposed to. That's the way God loves us. And Peter is asked by Jesus, do you unconditionally love me? And Peter said, well, you know that I love you in English, but in the Greek, that word that he used is phileo, which means brotherly love. It means to have a fond affection for. So in reality, Jesus is saying, Peter, do you unconditionally love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And Jesus says, or Peter says, Jesus, you know I have a fond affection for you. Okay, this brings a whole different meaning to this scripture, doesn't it, when you look at it that way? Mm-hmm. So... What did, what did Jesus ask him the second time? He says, do you unconditionally love me, Peter? And Peter answered how? You know I have a fond affection for you, Jesus. And then the third time, Jesus changed up the question a little bit. He says, Peter, do you have a fond affection for me? And the scripture tells us something interesting about Peter's reaction there. Steve, would you read John 21, verse 17? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? 
Now, I used to read that over and over again, that, yes, Peter was hurt because Jesus had to ask me three different times because I denied him three different times. But I found out not all that long ago in my ministry as I was studying this passage that there's a word that I'd been misreading. I had always been looking at that, that, that uh, Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? But now I see that the scripture actually says that Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? In other words, the first two times he says, Peter, do you unconditionally love me? But the third time he says, Peter, do you have a fond affection for me? And why would Peter be hurt by this? Do you have any thoughts why Peter might be hurt by that? Well, reminded him of what he had done wrong, and he probably felt the shame and the guilt um, of his failings when he had denied Jesus before. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just brought that back because now he's, you know, maybe he's having a hard time with answering it. Yes, I love you unconditionally. And even though he, I think he did. I really do. I think he did love Jesus that way. But I just think that it was one of those things where he felt so bad because of what he had done. Maybe he just wasn't answering it as well as he should have. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Peter having what I like to call foot-in-mouth disease. Because so often when we saw Peter in Scripture, he was putting his foot in his mouth. Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come out to you and walk on the water. You know, Lord, you know we won't ever let you uh, go and be killed Lord, I'll always stand up for you. And he knew how often he had failed. He knew how often he failed. And if you think of that guilt that he felt when he was asked that Mm -hmm. question, even the first time, how can I answer it that Mm -hmm. way after what I've done? You know, that's Mm -hmm. just a a thought. Right. Well, I like the way that you've been saying, uh, I think both of you have talked about that, that Jesus is coming alongside Peter here, because I believe he's meeting Peter where Peter is. Mm -hmm. And you notice Peter isn't being boastful this time. No. I think Peter so easily could have said, um, yes, of course I love you unconditionally, Lord. But he couldn't. In his heart, he knew he couldn't. Yeah, because he didn't show at that time. Right. But then when Jesus asked him the third time, it's as though Jesus lowered the bar. In Peter's mind, it's like, wow, Jesus realizes I can't live up to what he wants me to live up to. And that I think hurt Peter in some ways. But there's another key to this that I want to look at is that the scripture didn't end there. When Steve read it at the beginning, um, we read all those verses, but look at look at John chapter 21, verses 18 to 19. Vicki, could you just read those, those uh, two verses for us, please? Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said to him, follow me. You know, I think that Peter really, really wanted to be able to answer Jesus, that he loved Jesus unconditionally. But he knew in his heart that he wasn't capable of it. And I believe that Jesus knew that Peter wasn't capable of it, but I want to add these words. He wasn't capable of it at this time. 
And I, I sometimes think that this is why Jesus said these things to Peter at the end about what would happen. Because Jesus knew that Peter was not in his final state of what he was going to become. He knew that he was still developing spiritually. He knew that he still had something that he could grow into. And that one day, I believe that Peter saw these words from Jesus possibly as an encouragement that Jesus is saying, hey, I haven't given up on you. I think that there's more that that you're going to grow into. And Jesus was showing Peter that he was in the midst of a journey Have we ever found ourselves in a spiritual journey? I'm just wondering about that. I don't have that question in my notes, but it got me to thinking about that, where how often have we thought that where we are now, that's where we're going to end up? Oh, I'm constantly on a journey. (laughs) I really feel that way, you know, in life, that something else is popping up. or And really, the Christian life is a continual journey and really a continual adventure, Mm -hmm. you know. I wonder if I would really like to know um, if I was going to die a death that would glorify God, and if I'd, I'd want to know that ahead of time, <laughs> I don't think would I that would. be? I don't know if that'd be comforting to me. What about you, Steve? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to know how it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things where, you know, what I want to know. I want to know that um, I'm going to finish well. I think I think there's. I've heard you speak about that before, Steve, about finishing well. In fact, I think mm-hmm. I heard you. Um, I think I heard you preach a sermon on that uh, a number of years ago, finishing well. Mm-hmm. And do you think that maybe this is kind of what Jesus is showing to Peter here? Yeah. So, is you know, it- Pete, I've been reading in Matthew and uh, under God's direction, trying to show me something uh, from these scriptures about his life and about who he wants me to be. And uh, I was in the scripture passage where he's speaking, you know, of the future and the, the events that's coming. And, and so a thought that went through my mind, I, I just believe it was the Lord, was that Jesus knew the future, but he lived in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so then if you backtrack, and I think it was like we said earlier, that was three times that he had told these disciples that uh, he was going to die and how he was going to die. So he knew that was in his future, but he still lived in the moment. So this is Peter's future. I don't know if he fully understood what actually was going to happen to him one day. He didn't really say that, you know, uh, in the scripture that he was going to die on a cross and he chose to do that upside down. Right. Uh, but um, I think that even though we might know what's coming, God really wants us to learn from him to live in the moment where we are. Sure. And and I think that he's kind of telling us again that, that the life is a journey and he's showing this to Peter. And because John, the author of, of, the, of this uh, gospel uh, account, said in there that he that Jesus said this to Peter to indicate the kind of death with which he would glorify God. So I think that Peter understood at least something about what Jesus was saying. So what does this tell us today in the year 2020? Do you believe we're in the year 2020 already? You know, it really makes it seem really hard to believe that it's 2020 is that the year 2000 was already 20 years ago. It (laughs) seems like it just happened. But uh, in the year 2020, what does this tell us? I mean, this many years removed, do you think it might be telling us that we're not perfect? You kind of mentioned it being on the journey, Vicki. Well, um, I think for me, like as God is leading me through these Matthew scriptures, and he was kind of pointing that out to me, like you you might think about your future or wonder what your future is going to be like or anything, but live in the moment. 
Yep. You know, we'll live with what God has given you now and enjoy your life and do what you're supposed to do right now. Right. And there may be listeners today who are listening to this who might not be able to say to Jesus, I love you unconditionally. They might not be able to say that I love you more than my job or my hobbies or, or more than I love other people. But we have to remember that Jesus is not finished with us yet. And we also have the Holy Spirit who can live within us, who can make the difference in our lives. And with that, folks, we are just about out of time for this episode. So for Steve Wilson and Vicki Cundiff, this is Pete Vecchi thanking you for joining us for Reconciling Grace. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.